All right. So what inspired this album? How did you settle on a theme? So Mood Doom, we did Feared by Hell and this album. Um, uh, Everyone Loves a Comeback Story was inspired by the book of John, uh, chapter 12, about, um, about Lazarus, actually. Scripture in there that I would read, I never really thought about it. And I think that when you read the word of God, sometimes I think meditation on the word of God is as equally as important as reading it because you want to like process, I guess, what you're thinking about. So I was processing this scripture that talked about how the Pharisees wanted to kill Lazarus. And now they wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to kill Lazarus. And so the idea was um, they wanted to kill Lazarus because at this point in the story of Jesus, Lazarus was resurrected and um, it, it was like, uh, it was like a big, everyone was talking about it. It was something that was shocking to the world at the time, shocking to the, that region, shocking the, the word of, of Lazarus being resurrected kept spreading. And this idea that Lazarus was walking around um, and he was literally a walking testimony, right? Like the Pharisees were like, we got to kill Jesus, but we have to kill Lazarus because Lazarus is Jesus's power the supernatural power of God being literally lived out in front of us. Like, how could you deny, you know, Jesus came with power. He came with supernatural to kind of, uh, not kind of, but to cement what he was doing. Like, I am really God's son. Um, I'm here for a short time and I have a new message. Um, And it's a message about salvation and breaking the wall between us and God. Um, And I just love that story about how the Pharisees wanted to kill Lazarus. It's like, they wanted to kill the guy who was a walking testimony. And I believe that, number one, the phrase, it's not over until God says it's over. That idea that, you know, humans, men, industries can t- tell you, hey, you're out, you're over. But it's not over. And then for us, you know, I feel like during the pandemic, we we had a really tough year, you know. But I, no matter where we are in our lives, we wanted to be living testimonies um, to what God can do when you say yes. And we always say this that shows when you say yes to God, it affects more than just you. And when you say no to God, it affects more than just you. And some that we always preach. And so the idea of everyone loves a comeback story is this concept of, you know, it doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, how much you've um, maybe, I guess, done things that have destroyed your, your life or your reputation there's still hope. As long as there's air in our lungs, there's hope. God can still move. God can still use us. And um, I think in the church, we have a great, we have a great message, but things get really bad once the message, you know, it's like, yeah, God can use you, but only here, or God can use you just here. But I believe that God can restore lives. And um, once you submit to him and go through that process, I believe that God can use anyone and, and transform lives. And it's not over, you know, just because, you know, the Christian uh, establishment doesn't want to use you, you still have hope. And for some reason, we've relied on this Christian establishment to dictate our careers when really the whole time it's always been about people, salvation, discipling. Um, and so I believe that no matter where you are in your life um, and no matter how far, whether you're a parent or you're a young kid or high schooler, or maybe you've done something that's like totally, you feel like has, you know, um, you know, siphon your life. It doesn't matter until God says it's over. And as long as you have air in your lungs, you still have hope. So everyone loves the comeback story. 
And uh, yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where for us, it felt like it was a comeback album. You know, Feared by Hell, let's be honest, Feared by Hell didn't do as well as we wanted it to do. Um, and I feel like a lot of that came because not only pandemic, but the idea of, um, you know, we were making music with no direction. We were just making an album just to put on an album. And that never works. You know, you have to know what you're doing. And so I feel like every song on Everyone Loves a Comeback Story points to this idea that God can use you again. You can't fail. Why? Because you're being used by God. And God, God who has given us this vision and purpose allows us to continue this, you know, like it all attaches to this message and this bigger idea that's like, I was born for this, you know, like um, I'm human, but I still could be used by God. Everything points back to Jesus. And so I think that's really what this album that circles this entire album. Ooh. Marty, you went in. Sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. No, it's fine. Fern, you've, have you dabbled at all in production and also like with Marty picking up lots of the production, the last couple of projects, was there something that you could focus more in on or kind of like take the reins for social club now that Marty was like more focused that way? Um, you know, when it comes to music, I just, I just basically just focus on writing. I haven't in my lifetime as a kid, remember I'm older, like in my lifetime, have I gotten on a, or, you know, MPC? Yeah. I've, I've touched the boards. I've done that. But now nah, it never, it never like really became a thing where I could say I've ever produced a record, this and that. You know what I'm saying? But for me, you know, as far as for Social Club, um, obviously it's a miracle with me and Marty. We what we always bring to the table because you, it's not normal, it's not regular to do it for so many years. You know what I mean? But um, one of the things I do besides just writing raps and stuff like that is making sure that we always have merch going on. We always have merch on the road, merch design. I handle that. Um, with my buddies or whoever I'm working currently. Shout out my guy designed by Dill. Um, but yeah, you know, I always make sure we have our, our merch on the road, that we always have everything taken care of with that and just always have the fans at our e-com store, you know, always stop with merch so the fans can get something, always get that experience going. You know what I mean? But as far as music, I just always like telling the story, man. That's always been my thing. I like telling the story and I like to be able to, um, you know, just do it sonically. But, um, you know, I love being a part of Social Club and, you know, living out our dreams through that. You know, we get to write songs and people sing them out. It's been an amazing experience, especially I've been seeing a lot of people kind of like gravitate into a lot of lyrics this album. Um, and ironically enough, it was like one of the ones Marty knows, like I rewrote verses three, four, five, twelve times. You know what I'm saying? And just we were just making sure we had the best foot forward. You know what I mean? So. Shout out to everybody rocking with it. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all really showing up because, you know, it's really a labor of love. We put in some work for this stuff and um, it's not just, it's not regular. We're, we're thankful, not taking it for granted. Like, I remember telling Marty this the first 10 years of our career, like for me, it just went by like a blur, you know? And um, I just kind of told myself that I would kind of be more in it and just be more in the moment and kind of just like savor it more a little bit, you know? So it's been sweet to be able to put out an album and just, you know, seeing everybody gravitate into it. Cause we strategically make these records, you know, to hopefully do what we're seeing that it's doing. And so, you know, once we get back on the road again, it's gonna be crazy to perform them. But when you see that merch, when you, you know, when you get to order it, when you see the designs, that's just another one of my extended arms that I bring to the table. So, yeah. Uh, were there any obstacles in making this album and how did you overcome them? 
Obstacles. Yeah, I think uh, there's always going to be obstacles when you're creating something and there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of obstacles I can't speak about because they involve people that we all know and, and stuff like that. But it's, it's a lot of it is um, a lot of it is figuring out how to cut up the piece of the pie. I think that's the you know like a song has a hundred points whatever and it's like all right this person wants this much now this person wants a lot of this this person doesn't want really care so you know it's it's all negotiations and what we do to make it easier is you let other people you let the label take care of it and that's one something capital does amazing they're able to take care of it and, and work out behind the scenes because you don't want to ever uh have a bad relationship with your friends and sometimes you know when it comes to business, you could um, you could offend people. I don't know. It's easily offending area. It's walking on eggshells because you have people who want this. You have people who don't want. It's just a really complicated place. So that's why I always say for artists to like you know when you have a team, that's one thing the team does. They work out deals on your behalf. So you know some of the songs like we found out very later that there was another producer on it, and how do we incorporate that? So. For um, or like for got what you need. Like I'll just give that as an example. That song, like oh, there was another producer on it that the main producer maybe forgot or maybe I forgot. I don't you know. That's how fast it goes. So you always want to pass it off to your team to make sure that they take care of and do their due diligence. You give them the information, they process it. Um, but that that's always the hardest part because I have to like literally I'm dealing with every single song, the splits, the back end, friends people you don't know, people you've worked with, people you've never met before that want the world. And you're like, I've never met you, but you happen to write with one of the guys. And so it gets complicated. So I would say that's always just an obstacle is working out the back end. But I think I've got an easier process now for the moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's always a process with it. You're involving people. And there's probably 80 people that were a part of this album, you know? Um, from people on the label to creatives to this, that, and the other. So organizing all that, organizing it for 10 people is complicated, but adding 13, 12 songs and 80 people, it gets very complicated. For a point, you guys were like really into NFT space. Fern, you were dropping music, NFTs. Marty, I know you were kind of creating pieces. Uh, what's going on with that? Is that still a thing or are you guys taking a break from that? I mean, I'm just, I'm just... At the end of the day, I'm just still watching it. I still keep my, my ear to the discords. I still keep my eye to the landscape. I mean, right now, I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? It was a fun, hot season. Everything was hot. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the market's chilling out right now. So everybody's just laying low for the most part. But those who are really in the space, they're in it. And it's a different life for them. You know what I'm saying? For all of, like, some of us who were just kind of just getting in ground floor, you know, it was... It was fun, but there was some rude awakenings and there was some sad Saturday mornings after some rug pulls and things of that nature. But, you know, for the most part, I, I still see it disrupting the music industry. It's still doing some cool things. And like I said, those who still really, really live in that space, they 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 go through it differently than just a regular guy. They're doing they're still having fun with it. I still I still see NFTs doing something. Just for me personally, I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm still watching it, but I'm just chilling. I I, I think uh, like one of my best friends, Darmola, he's like the number one FT in the world right now. He's got it twice. It's connecting to his album. I think that that's incredible. Um, you know, at one point I was gonna move what we were doing to like Web three, 
and discords and stuff like that. But thinking, I think it's important as an artist to, um, to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening culturally. So you know to not continue if something's not working. If it doesn't work, you keep moving. So at one point we were gonna give a big announcement that, um, sorry, my lips are dry, I keep using chapstick. Um, what's it called? I think that was one point in our career where we were gonna move things to Web3 and have more of like fan to artist connection. And that just blew up, it didn't do well. And so we paid people to make that, create that, it just didn't work out. And so. As an artist, it's important to know when to pull out, when to go in, when to know when something's gonna work, when something's not gonna work. And for NFTs, I think that the space got very volatile. And so shout out to everyone who made some money. I made a little bit of money, but nothing to really brag about. But luckily, you know, we weren't, I have friends of mine that spent $50,000 on an NFT and now it's worth $1,000. But luckily we weren't a part of that crew. Uh, so what is the post uh, album roller looking like? You guys have tour, events, deluxe album, videos. What's happening? Yeah, we have a, we have more videos coming out. Uh, we have two more videos coming out. We're in a, right now we're waiting to see which songs do well to figure out what video we want to finish, like do another video. We have the unstoppable uh, acoustic session that we're going to drop soon. Um, the video is being finished. Shout out to Johnny Clay and Britt. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to obviously tour and obviously, uh, there's new merch that dropped that's, uh, on our site, misfits.supply. And so, you know, you just keep the momentum going, constantly kind of create on social media and what we do. And, um, you know, right now the album's doing really well. It was number, it was number two on all iTunes sales, which is the most important, um, chart. You want people to buy your music because. I think like a, a thousand, a million streams is 1500 albums. So we're about to hit a million right now on Spotify alone, but people physically purchased our album and it did really, really well. Streaming wise, we did great too. I think we're still, we were like four. Um, we were, I think right now we're like six. Um, so the album is being streamed well, but people are physically buying our product. And that to me is like the greatest thing to know. We have fans that really want to buy what we have. And so incredible, excited, get the album if you haven't. It just came out last Friday. I'm excited to see first week numbers. I'm excited to see what God is doing and people who are listening, because me and Fern put a lot of effort and time in this album. This album really, I feel like is a classic album. And the songs are going to live for a very long time. So, yeah, buy some, buy, buy, the, buy the physical copy. Um, it's important that you do because it allows us to continually make music for you.